Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening. Did you miss me? Welcome to the Team World Motivation Blog Talk Radio Show. We will kick off our motivation session with some affirmations. And after that, a good motivational mindset, destination motivation. Get up, get out, and do something hot topic. And we're going to be talking about our hot topic of a simple way to get present and the power of no and mindfulness. So, We're going to start off with, I am, I am present, I am mindful, I am powerful, I am here in the present, I am here in the here and now, I am light, I am motivated, I am going to get up, get out, and do something, I am not going to let the world pass me by. Okay, given that we're in a pandemic, epidemic, what have you, COVID-19, everybody's all up in arms. I wanted to do a whole team world motivation, destination motivation, get up, get out, and do something. Don't let the world pass you by. Quarantine, COVID, motivation session about simple ways to get present, mindful, and the power of no and self-care. All wrapped in one. Okay, we're going to start with simple mindfulness exercises and taking 10 breaths. Because if you're not mindful, you will go and have yourself acting crazy, screaming at the top of your lungs. You will be around here screaming and losing your mind. Sky's falling, chicken little. Oh my God, we're going to die. Just stop that. What we're going to do is take covid by the neck and we're going to be like Rocky Balboa and we're going to go Adrian and we're going to Mortal Kombat finish COVID finish him okay so we've taken all the steps to start so we've got the mindset to just get up get out do something we're all quarantined we're all stuck in the house we're going to pour up for a second For you youngins, it's juice and water. No alcohol, liquor, or anything else. For you adults, drink responsibly. Okay? Alright. So, we're going to do our exercise. 
Take 10 breaths. This is a simple exercise to center yourself and connect with your environment. Practice it through the day, especially anytime you find yourself getting caught in your thoughts and feelings. So we're all cooped up in the house or your office space or wherever you're stuck at where you can't leave, right? Take 10 slow breaths, deep breaths, okay? Focus on breathing out as slowly as possible until the lungs are completely empty. And then allow them to refill by themselves. If you're on a ventilator, you can't help it. It's on a machine. All right. So notice the sensations your lungs emptying. Notice them refilling. So we're going to do this together. Notice your rib cage rising. Then falling. Notice the gentle rise and fall of your shoulders. See if you can let your thoughts come and go as they are passing. And... As they're rising and falling, just like you see cars going and going. So in and out. Okay? But you're going to do it slowly. Okay? Then you're going to expand your awareness, right? So you're going to see, hear, touch, feel, and smell. Okay? Then we're going to drop the anchor. Like your foot exercises. So you're going to plant your feet on the ground. So you're going to spread them a fart. No, not a fart. Well, I hope you don't fart. No, your fart don't stink. I was <laughs> My words were like totally above what I was thinking. So hopefully your fart don't stink. So <laughs> let's have a good laugh at that. <laughs> yeah, I had a moment. Let's just hope your whisper don't stink either. Okay, so we're going to drop the anchor. <laughs> so you're going to plant your feet into the floor. You're going to push them down. Notice the floor between you supporting you. Notice the muscle tension in your legs as you push your feet down. Notice your entire body and the feeling of gravity flow through your head, spine and legs into your feet. Now look around you and notice what you see and hear around you. Notice when you, you in the area around you and what you're doing, okay? So you're going to plant your feet apart like this. Again, hope you don't fart. <laughs> okay. So, notice these five things. This is yet another simple thing for you to be able to center yourself, engage in your environment, just like I did when I had a slip of the tongue. So practice it throughout the day, especially anytime you find yourself getting caught up in your thoughts and feelings. Pause for a moment, look around, and notice the five things you see. Listen carefully and notice five things that you can hear. Notice five things that you can feel in contact with your body. For example, you watch against your wrists, your trousers, your legs, and the air against your face, your feet upon the floor, and your back against the chair or where you're standing. Finally, do all above simultaneously. So in all of this, this is part of your mindful practice. Part of that is to pick an activity that constitutes part of your daily normal routine, such as brushing your teeth, shaving, making your bed, taking a shower. It's just like COVID-19. You may be quarantined, stuck with everybody in your household or in your office or wherever you're at. 
So when you're doing that, you're totally focused on the attention on what you're doing, your body movements, the taste, the touch, the smell, the sights around you, the sounds, and so on. Notice what's happening, the attitude you're ha having, or the openness or the curiosity. Notice where your thoughts are at so that you're able to be mindful. Or, you know, like when you're in the shower, the nozzle, the uh, water as the body, the the water as it's hitting your body, as it sprays down and things like that, the smells in the shower, the water as it running down your body, your legs. Notice the smell of the soap, the shampoo, and things like that. Start taking in the aromatherapy and things like that. Then the mindfulness of the, the things that you're doing during the day, your domestic chores and things like that as you're washing dishes, vacuuming floors, something mundane. Notice how you're feeling, the clothing, the patterns, the feels, the smells, the ironing board, the faint sound of the iron, the hissing of the sounds, the grip of the hands on the iron, the movement of your arms and your shoulders, things like that. You know, or the boredom or the frustrations, acknowledge it. Bring your attention back to the task at hand. The thoughts that arise, acknowledge them. Let them bring, bring you back to the attention and focusing of the good things, not the bad things. Be mindful. Bring your attention back to things that don't get you into the moment of chicken little, the sky is falling. You know, the moment that your mind is screaming, you know. Start writing down when you're feeling some type of way. Notice when your boredom and frustration arises, you know, like when you're getting on social media, if you're starting to feel some type of way and you're starting to get upset and or starting to see something, you start panicking, things like that. Distance away from those people who are such experts to the point, but they're giving out wrong information. Start listening to your CDC or who your your public health information specialists, your doctors and things like that, your, your, your people who are your managers and things like that, your doctors who are of your city councilmen, your things like that, your managers who are able to tell you what's going on or social distance from people who are just like chicken little, oh my God, we're going to die, you know, things like that. You've got to get to a point that you get a hold of yourself and start noticing when you're feeling some type of way from those type of people. Social distance, be mindful. Acknowledge those things. Then on top of that, let them be. Bring your attention back to what you're doing. Again and again, your attention will wander, but bring yourself back to mindfulness of what makes you happy, not unhappy. Then realize this when this happens, gently acknowledge it, note it, and then bring your attention back to your current activity. Then mindfulness on pleasant activities. Part of this reason why I'm saying this is that it will help you keep yourself sane during COVID and then post after that, learning when to say no, because we're going to go into the next part of this, which is being able to get from your mindfulness and breathing and also keeping your sanity and learning how to say no and other aspects of your life and whatnot. And that'll go into the next exercise, which is a good exercise for you to exercise post COVID. Making an activity that you enjoy, such as cuddling with a loved one, eating lunch, stroking a cat or your dog, playing with the dog or your cat, walking in the park, after COVID, but while you're quarantined, being able to walk around the house doing things with your kids or with your husband or your significant other if you're not married or having a soothing hot bath or other things so forth and doing this activity, mindfully engaging with it fully and using all five of your senses, savoring every moment and giving your attention if it wanders back to your people or the things that are making you happy, not unhappy, noting what distractions and re-engaging in what you're doing. So that's allowing yourself to be able to breathe, be mindful and learning when to say no to certain things that are triggering you to be upset. So we're going to go into the art of saying no or the power of saying no. This exercise is what I like to go into for all of you kiddos, you young adults and in-betweeners or you 
midlife people or your your 30-somethings. So the power of saying no, creating some blue skies in your life that give you from being blue to feeling happy and being into your self-care and your mindfulness and the art of saying no helps you with that. Because even as a child, most children or young adults go through a phase when their favorite word is no. You know, like when we were kids, we used to be a toddler or in between that stage of like three to five where you were like, no, I'm not doing it. No. So when you did that, that's because no is a powerful word. It meant you had ownership or autonomy to say, I'm not doing this, mom, dad, forget it. So you, as an adult, you lost that autonomy to say no. You kind of felt obligated to say yes instead of no. So we're going to learn how the art and power of saying no, that'll help you to get your ownership of no, I'm not doing this. I'm preserving my mental health during COVID or post-COVID to put yourself first or your self-care first or your mindfulness first. So if it gives us a definite sense of self, that means no is an ideal opportunity to rediscover your priorities and sense of who you are. Until we learn to say no, we continue to be overwhelmed or it's too much to do or not enough time to say no or self-care or preserve our mindfulness of what we need in this time. And in a time of pandemic, epidemic, or COVID-19 that's going on, a lot of us are not learning how to say, I don't want to do this No. I refuse for you to take me to the next level of insanity and we end up screaming or wanting to go punch somebody. Then we get to a point and we're like Rocky Balboa, Adrian! Then you get mad and then you get to the point that you're like Mortal Kombat, finish him, finish him. So then you're so mad and everything else, then you send them out after you went and flipped out nuclear, and it's like taps. Because you finally lost your shit on everybody because you're so mad and you finally just flipped your lid and everybody's like, okay, you know what? This person's lost their rotten picking mind because they're so mad at me and things like that. But the reason why is because you didn't learn how to say no and forget it. Absolutely not. I need a social distance. Does not play well with others. I refuse. No, no, and no. Uh, no. You know, and you have to learn how to say uh, no. <laughs> that's where you have to write down priority wise the things that mean I know no no and I mean no so write it down so until we learn to say no we will continue to be overwhelmed and then at that point it's usually important things impacted by not saying no like quality time with self or family or health or our stress levels and in COVID 19 that's where the stress levels go really higher and a lot of people end up making themselves crazy and they end up screaming like this so at this point whether you learn to say no more often just learning to say yes on our terms or it's time to release yourself from the burden of pleasing others or constantly being that person who's indispensable to everybody else give yourself time and freedom to be and do what matters to you and no one else the social distancing is important on or offline 
whether you anybody else likes it or not. You are your first priority. Your mental health is your own priority. No one else's. And you have to learn to take priority and take stock of that, of energy depleters, energy zappers, or people who are willing to go take you to the brink of insanity and you're at the point of mortal combat. Finish them. Finish him. So at that point, by that time, animosity has all time high and you're just at the point of, I need for someone to leave me alone, stop it. And, you know, you're just really, you can no longer tolerate them. And it just gets to that whole epic level of you need for them to stop intervening in everything that you're trying to do. You will literally need to have them step away from you, stop causing levels of distraction, stop causing levels of upset, and you have to tell them no. And you have to tell them to back off. Then, when is it okay to say no? You have to identify when you must absolutely say no, when you're stressed or overwhelmed, or they're causing levels of stress, when they're causing levels of distraction, when they're causing levels of upset, when they're causing levels of doing too much, and when you're sick and tired, or when you're sick and tired of them, that's when you have to social distance from them. Then on top of that, you have to remember, you always have a right to say no. You also have to say whether you're learning to say no more often, or just learn to say yes on the terms that are going to give you time and freedom to back off, or tell them to back off. Then from there, you also have to say, when is it time to know when it's someone else's issue, when it's something you don't want to do, or when it's something that you don't want them to do. Or when you have to say you're crossing boundaries or you're crossing lines. Then on top of that, you need to know when you need or deserve some time to yourself. Then you have to say when what currently stops me from saying no to these things. Or when you have to tell them that they're crossing lines and boundaries or it's causing levels and depths of them crossing boundaries that are causing levels that you need to distance yourself from them. And then there's always two words that will always lead you to success. Those words are yes and no. Undoubtedly, you have mastered saying yes, so start practicing saying no. Your goals depend on that. And that is from Jack Canfield. So then on top of that, understanding a yes trap. Why do you say yes when you'd rather be saying no? How do you feel you benefit from saying yes? Understanding this is essential to saying no and valuing your own goals. Then on top of that, Identify this. When I say yes, I feel. When I say yes, I want other people to think I am. Then here's an example. Maybe you want people to like you, think you are a reliable, hard worker and helpful, or to make yourself indispensable. By doing this, make sure you're not making yourself so overly indispensable that you're becoming too far stretched then. Then from there, you have to say to yourself, when I say no, do I feel this? When I say no, I worry about other people thinking that I am what? Then fill in that space. Then from there, when I said no, I could say yes to these things in my life. Then from there, what could I make room for that I truly think are important to myself? So from there, you need to be able to outline all of these different things. Lastly, when I say yes, but I really want to say no, I feel what? Identify all these things. Write those things down. And here's some things in identifying that. Some saying no thoughts, managing the guilt. And we're going to go over this in depth. The reason why is that managing guilt, as you learn to say no more, you'll probably feel your guilt. Okay. 
Assuming that it's not genuine guilt that requires remedial action from you, congratulations on this part. The reason why I'm congratulating you is that this guilt is a sign that you're making important positive changes in your life. So important of this situation, people affected that's going on in your life at that time, that person asking your history with them, etc. Because most people will make you feel guilty for saying no. And in that, write down at that moment who's making you feel guilty. Are they making you feel guilty for saying no because they're always used to you saying yes? Or are they making you feel guilty because you're always feeling obligated to say yes to them? Because you need to discern whether or not you're always obligated to them out of just just always saying yes to them or you're afraid to say no to them. Because if you can identify the difference between the two, you'll know that you're okay saying no to them and they're not going to guilt complex you or guilt trip you in that. That is mind games. And you need to be able to discern that. And the spirit of discernment is whether they have a problem with you saying no. Changing gradually is just fine. If in the past you've been a yes person, you may want to gradually become a person that says no. Take your time and practice small things, working up to larger no's. Soften the blow. If you do decide to go all out with your nose, remember that others may find this a bit of a shock. It may help, although it no means necessary to find your own way to soften it for them. Because a lot of people who may be used to you saying yes will actually start getting mad. Start writing it down yet again. Start writing down those have, who have a problem with the punch of that. Because there are some people who are going to have to be taken down like a machine gun with your no. Because they're going to fight you tooth and nail with it. Those are the ones that it's going to go down like they're going to act like it's a whole funeral session, procession with it and go down kicking and screaming and act like you tried to kill him. And you're literally going to have to play the whole military task for them. And literally they're going to be crying and everything else. And you're going to be sitting up there looking at them like, Oh my God, suck it up buttercup. So by the time it's all said and done, you're going to have to pour him a drink and be like, I'm sorry, but no. So by the time you have a whole headache from them doing all the whining, screaming, and hollering because you said no. So with that, you've softened the blow. You've practiced everything else. Try imagining you're someone who's already comfortable saying no and mentally rehearse difficult situations. So we've gone through the whole Rocky Balboa. You've given them a whole machine gun, the whole punches that you've done. You've delivered them the tap session. You've gone through the screaming matches, the whole theatrics they've done. We've gone through the whole session processional. We've given them a whole fair fanfare Everything you can possibly to soften the blows and everything else. So we've gone through all that. So now you're getting to feeling good about saying no. You're giving them right answers and everything else. It's feel good procession of everything else. So they should be pretty good at you understanding them saying and them hearing the word no from you. So from there, say it pleasantly, assertively, and with conviction. It leaves you feeling good and strong in yourself. And even if there's some guilt, then you're made the right choice for you. So... 
in that at this point in the specific areas of situations in your life i need to be saying no more you've identified all of those your new beliefs of saying no and then the techniques that you can see yourself using are what identify all of those and then from there you should have your saying no plan all the way down you have your action steps when i say no ask yourself when will i do this and then on top of that Copy these out on a post-it note and continue to practice this over time. So it takes 21 days to start a habit and lifetime to undo it. So you should be very familiar and comfortable with this. Then on top of that, tell the truth. Always find a way to be truthful in that. Timing is everything. And then on top of that, make a simple plan. Buy yourself enough time. Defer the feelings of guilt. Then sometimes at night, sit down and piece together and write down when you're feeling guilty. Start undoing that. Then on top of that, transfer that guilt and start rewarding yourself when you feel guilty and start patting yourself on the back. Then from there, request yourself as a priority and saying no. Then on top of that, prioritize yourself at the top of that. And then say to yourself, I'd love to help, but I'm going to do this. And then after that, close it out with saying, I'm proud of myself for saying no. So now we went through the whole mantra of how to post-COVID say no. And then also on top of that, being mindful of your self-care and taking care of yourself and learning to put yourself first. So now we went through the sessions of how to say no. So I'm going to take you out of here with some good music. And then from there, thank you for attending the Team World Destination Motivation. Get up, get out, do something. Don't let the world pass you by. Thank you for attending. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.